What is going on, everybody? This is Free From Missing Out, a podcast about living in a connected world. My name is David, and welcome back to the podcast. Sorry I didn't give an episode last week. It was just a hectic weekend, and I didn't have a time, or I didn't have the time I would like to get a good episode out. Um, so I decided to take a break, but the world keeps spinning, luckily. So we are back this week. I hope you all enjoyed the episode two weeks ago about the political divide. I hope it caused you to think a little bit about your own biases and you know how we can have a conversation with people going forward. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. This is simply a podcast where I talk about issues I think our generation, um, millennials, as well as people as a whole are facing as we live in an increasingly connected world. If you are not new to the podcast, welcome back. Glad to have you here on episode 11, where we're going to talk about why we all suck at adulting. And a bit more broadly, maybe why adulting as a word is even a thing. But before we get into that, if you have not gone onto Apple Podcasts and liked and subscribed, uh, drop a review as well. Please go ahead and do that. I'll give you a moment here. Okay, that's long enough. But if you have done that already, thank you. We really appreciate the feedback. And also feel free to go follow our page on Facebook where you can see when episodes are dropped. You can comment, um, interact any way you want. Other than that, I think that's about it. So we'll get right into the episode right after that intro music. So I know it's a harsh title. I don't mean it to come across that you specifically suck at adulting, but rather if you read headlines or articles, you would think our generation sucks at adulting. And the fact that the word adulting has become a thing recently also is what I want to talk about in this podcast. So on a whole, it seems though we're behind on retirement. We're not buying homes. We're not getting married. We're not having kids. And we all suck at being adults. But is this really the case? And I'm sure you've also seen adulting or the hashtag adulting being used by one of your friends probably this week on Instagram. It seems like everyone does a simple task these days and it's, you know, hashtag adulting or I'm being an adult. Yay me. And I'm also assuming if they did, if you did see a post, it was probably something along the lines of making dinner, doing laundry, you know, living. But is this hashtag selling ourselves short? Is it really summarizing all we're doing as growing up in a connected world and growing up as adults? Can it really be boiled down to hashtag adulting? I want to explore that a bit as well as the rise of this trend throughout this podcast. In addition, I'm also going to try and keep this a bit shorter. I think these shorter, I guess, bites of information are more digestible for people online rather than me rambling for 30 minutes. And it means you get to listen to less of my voice today, which I guess kind of goes against why you're listening to the podcast. But besides besides that point, we're going to explore a couple different things today, as well as the articles that seem to talk about how our generation is hiding behind adulting, 
or using it as a way to avoid actually having to grow up. So we're going to explore all that. So as usual, I want to start with a couple quick facts about this trend and then being quote-unquote adults in general. So the usage of adulting, the word that we have made up as a generation, so that marks one achievement, the use of this word has increased 700% on Twitter in the past year. It Supremacy has sparked from nothing in this past year to suddenly being used everywhere. And even companies like Reese's and other different brands are using this in advertising to appeal to our generation. So people are catching on, consumers are catching on, businesses are catching on to this term. And it's been around for a relatively short amount of time. In addition to just using the word, looking at the landscape of adulting, our generation has grown up in a very unique time. So we grew up in the time, most of us through the 90s. I know some of us, including myself, were born in the 90s, but a lot of our generation grew up through the 90s. And the 90s were a unique time in which schools were starting to cut what we would consider adulting programs and classes. This included shop, home ec, personal finance. A lot of these courses were being defunded and removed from the curriculum during the 90s. In fact, there was a lot of articles around how schools were moving shop classes. And I know I never got taught a personal finance class or any of those useful skills about how to do taxes, how to do your, you know, how to buy a house, how to buy a car, what it means to have a credit card. A lot of that seems to be overlooked for our generation. In addition to this, according to a real estate tracking company, Trulia, 40% of millennials are still living at home in 2015. This is the highest level since 1940s. Compared to Generation X, there's about 20% at the same time frame. 40% of millennials also report getting money from their parents. So not only are we living at home, but those who aren't living at home are still getting some financial assistance. And that whole quote of being you know, completely off the nipple, that has taken a step back for our generation, it seems like. Home ownership rates are also the lowest for our age group since 1965. No one in our generation is buying houses, at least at the rate that is expected of us based on Generation X and baby boomers. So based on some of these numbers, it seems like we're pushing back adulthood, that not just using this word more and more, but that at the same time that this word is growing in popularity and this hashtag and these trends on social media are growing, we're actively pushing back the typical milestones of being an adult. But does this mean it's that simple? Is it that simple to say that because we're not doing these you know, necessary things, that we, or the things we deem necessary is probably a better way to put it, because we're not doing these things that we deem necessary, are we really pushing back our adulthood? Or is our adulthood maybe just slightly different than past generations. So looking at what this data means, I think a lot of these data points aren't one-dimensional. And I think a lot of people would paint them as one-dimensional. How do you look at saying less millennials are owning houses and more of them are living at home as being anything but a bad thing? 
But I think it's more complicated than that. Because if you assume that they're one-dimensional, it just means our generation sucks. That we're stupid, lazy, and dependent on mom and dad for everything. And if you can't tell based on past podcasts, I don't believe that. And I don't think any data supports that. Um, Based on my financial podcast or anything we've done, our generation is actually pretty good at doing those quintessential financial responsibility things. I think we're just growing up in a slightly different generation. Because in reality, our, our generation is more financially cautious than previous generations. We're better with money, we're better with savings, with what we have available, and we're better at picking what we're spending on. But it's also true that we're carrying massive amounts of debt. We're pursuing higher education at a much more increased rate compared to prior generations. So I think there's other causes. I don't think it's just fair to say that we're not buying houses at the same age, therefore that's a bad sign. It may not be as simple as we can't afford it because we're poor and living at home. It might be that people just have different priorities, that we're pushing back our, or that, that stereotypical definition of adulting and replacing it with a newer form of it. And that's going to be a trend that you hear throughout this episode is how I think the idea of adulting is changing and not just marked by particular checkpoints in our lives. So in addition to these statistics, it's also apparent that the rise in the term helicopter parent happened around the same time that a lot of us were growing up in the 80s and 90s. That there is, I believe, some merit to these claims that our generation was not allowed to experience the same levels of responsibility and work at younger ages than prior generations. And I don't like this point too much because I think it pushes off the responsibility on us back to other generations by saying it's their fault that we're so messed up or that we're so behind rather than taking onus for our own lives. But there is some merit to say that because we were not so adequately prepared, there might be a bit more learning curve. We might have to catch up a bit more than past generations. Not necessarily that's a bad thing. It gives us more time to learn our own ways rather than being taught something. But it is something to take note of when trying to benchmark us against prior generations. And focusing on the benchmarking for a second, which I think is a big component of this. As always in in these podcasts, it seems like I want to talk about social media and that this increased window into everyone's lives that we're getting as we become more and more connected I think we're starting to see adulting as a series of boxes to check rather than just a state of being. So an article by the New York Post summed this up pretty perfectly in my mind, where they laid out the 40 factors that make someone an adult according to millennials. It was a list of 40 attributes ranging from taxes to having your own health care to doing your own laundry, all these different checkpoints that our generation deemed adulting. And that's where I think benchmarking can be a problem, because who's to say where someone might lie based on checkpoints? If I check 20 of those boxes, does that mean I'm half an adult? If I have five more boxes than someone else, am I five checkpoints further into adulthood than they are? Clearly, it's not that simple. It's not enough to say that because someone only checked certain checkpoints, they're not a full adult. And thinking of it as benchmarking and saying that we need to compare ourselves to past generations and where our parents were, I think it's pigeonholing us in a sense that we're so focused on hitting certain milestones that until we reach them, 
adulting isn't something we're actively living, but rather the hobby that we're slowly building a skill set with. In fact, throughout history, being an adult has varied drastically than it has been just in the past 20 years. It's all, it hasn't always been labeled as getting a house and getting married. In fact, that's a relatively recent trend back to the 50s and 60s when that started becoming the quintessential norm where that, that marked you as an adult was when you got married and bought a house. In fact, Holly Sawyers is an anthropology professor at Lake College or Lake Forest College, sorry. And she looked at the qualities of adulthood back as early as the Civil War. And what she noticed at several points throughout history, I said up until about the 50s and 60s, adulthood looked vastly similar or largely similar to what we're seeing today, where people weren't have, didn't have their lives completely ironed out by the time they were 25 and 30, but rather they were using that time to learn and build out and figure things out before actually settling down. So I don't even think that we're the odd ones out. It's not like we're the first ones who haven't had any, everything figured out by 30. It's happened before. And just because things happen quicker for our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, I don't necessarily think it means we're in the wrong because things might not be happening as quickly. But I think the idea that things should be happening quickly is what's causing this rise in adulting, this checkpoint culture where we feel the need to label tasks as being an adult rather than just labeling our whole life as being an adult. That the only thing you did today that was being an adult was doing your laundry. Everything else was what? Being a child? No, obviously not. But we're checkpointing these you know, particular tasks in our lives because that's what we're trying to benchmark ourselves against based on our prior generations. So what now? I guess adulting is rising. The trend is probably not going to die because of one podcast on it. But the opinion is largely negative about what adulting means. In fact, I read a very opinionated article in Cosmopolitan, which pretty much said that we need to stop using the term adulting because it's it's a, a way for us to hide from actually having to be an adult. That by labeling particular tasks adulting, as I previously said, we can separate being an adult from the life we're currently living. So adulting becomes more of a hobby you're trying to master rather than something you're actively living through. So I think there is some merit to both sides of this argument that adulting is this bad trend that is having our generation hide. And then also just, you know, another social media fad that will quickly die. And while I perfectly acknowledge that I know that most of the posts about adulting are meant to be in, you know, they're meant to be satire and they're meant to be ironic. I do think that some people actually use them as a way for self-validation. And I think that's largely selling ourselves short, that everything we're doing is being an adult. Just because you might live at home or just because you might not be at the same point as someone else doesn't make you less of an adult. And as we're trying to scale each other and compare ourselves to each other on social media by using hashtags and different ways to convey how adult we are, there should be a way that we can support each other rather than just trying to arbitrarily define what adulthood is. 
Because by using the checkbox method and by comparing ourselves to the status quo of marriage, house, job, kids, I think we're missing what it means to be an adult. Are we saying that the graduate student who's getting their second degree, who might be living at home or might be living without a steady source of income, is less of an adult than the same aged person who you know, finished high school, got married, and has a kid and might have a job? I don't think it's the case. I think they are adults just in different ways. People choose to live their lives in a different manner, but doesn't make them less of an adult. And I do think that this increased use of adulting, however ironic or funny it's meant to be, can lead to being an adult and growing up as a series of actions rather than just being. That by choosing to do those actions, you are giving up something that you don't want to lose. And I think as as we continue to paint adulting as something separate more and more, people see it as something that they don't want to do. When in reality, it's okay to live your 20s as an exciting time where you travel, you'll meet new people, but it's still being an adult. That you don't have to forego being an adult and label your tasks as adulting just so you can feign that you're not adult, but rather a young professional or whatever word we want to use to describe it. And I think no matter what system put us here, whether we want to blame schooling, we want to blame our parents, or we want to blame prior generations or the market or our financial situation, we're here regardless. We're learning, developing, growing up. And that happens no matter what. And that's what being an adult is, a perpetual state of learning and getting better and becoming more independent. And I don't know if there's a call to action specifically. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if I want to be come out here and say that everyone needs to stop using the term adulting because it's ruining everything. I don't think that's the case. I think it is more or less just another social media trend. I think it just, for me, paints a little window into what is slowly becoming this checkbox culture with adulthood, similar to school or anything, rather than actually learning and becoming adults. But going off this, if you all found this interesting and feel like you are struggling with adulting, I'm learning as well, but would love to share that knowledge. So I'm thinking about doing an adulting 101 session where I talk about different episodes about different, you know, well, yeah, different points of things we might want to learn, things that we didn't learn in school, such as financial literacy, housing, cars, whatever. I'm interested in doing that for myself to learn and also to teach others. But let me know if that's something you all would be interested in. With that, I don't have much else to talk about this week, so I will see you all back here next week, same time, same place. My name is David. This has been Free From Missing Out. I'll see you all next time. Peace.